Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Concert so, with the Whitehaven. Concert. Why I say okay. Wow. That's just my something bad, that's, He was actually listening. We were talking about him. He was listening. My man and my man coming back from Houston. He's still listening to us. That's just something you don't do. Yeah, yeah, order to get the Haven confused with okay. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I really thought he was a basketball player. Okay, the man said he never played. He's like six eight. What the heck was he doing? He's just t- tall for no reason. Yeah, man, big and tall for no reason. Coach looking at you like, man, what you gonna do? Let me get like, let man, me go to class. Let me borrow like three. What you doing, contact talking about that? Did you man tell a story that you did play? Lie. Let me borrow. Let me borrow six seven. If, if he's six eight, let me borrow three. I've actually, I think I've seen him dunk a basketball. Man didn't play. I mean, he should be able to. At six eight, you should be able to dunk a basketball, regardless of your level mm, of athleticism. Maybe even then, he was focused on his his future wrestling career. I don't think or so. he's a champion. I don't think he was focused on now, his wrestling if, career. If we had gotten Contar in the WWE, much better champion than Roman Reigns. Oh, really? Yes. Yes, and could certainly do a promo. You try I've, to. I've watched him do it down yeah. at Black Lot. Like I've I've watched Contar, much more compelling character. Everything else, a true champion, much more so than that uh, guy you try to pass off of as a star of Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're sounds like you're trying to run the damn uh, restaurant with him in Houston, bro. You trying to move down there? No. You look. Is he looking? Is he looking for? Is he looking for a partner, bro? We got good Wingu connects up here. I wish I'd gotten in earlier. Yeah, Wingu is. You and I should be opening up one somewhere, maybe in Midtown or something. I guess they got that too. We're on it. We're on it. We can do that. Late to the party, bro. You want to? You want to get in there on that Silo Square? Let it fleasy. I'm just Silo Square, bro. I mean, that's 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 prime. Well, he did have one there, but oh, really? Yeah, that's where the old Wingu was, but it's since changed. Yeah. But I but I hear you on that being a popping place. You know, I mean, it, 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 for thee, not for me, but you know, still one of those things. You got, like, you guys got to go. You got to follow the money, bro. Is there one around the U of M that always seemed like the ideal spot to me to take that over? I mean, Mount Moriah, right? I mean, that's close enough to the U of M area, isn't yeah, so it? So I meant more like Highland <clears throat> area. You know, having one there like Chings. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So where you could sort of take over. That seems like to me. Maybe that's R E M, John. Yeah. Um, College ball kicked off officially. Well, I mean, week zero was last weekend. Week one kicked off officially yesterday. Bama uh, is uh, one of the biggest preseason national champion favorites in the last 20 years. Plus 180 pretty much everywhere. So since 2001, only USC in 2005 and and Bama in 2018 had better preseason championship odds. I bet. Did they both win those years, too? Uh, did USC didn't USC win in two thousand five or did Texas win? Mm. I think I want to say they won, bro. I mean, you gotta you gotta brush up on your uh, you got you gotta brush up on <clears throat> your two thousand five college football, bro. Yeah, USC won fifty five ten over Oklahoma in the uh, in the Orange Bowl. John, you're the younger of us. You should be able to recall that stuff better than me. Yeah, I mean, you're. I, I'll be honest. Your two thousand five era college football knowledge is lacking. And then uh, Alabama in 2018. I can't remember if that you know Clemson or Alabama won in that one. Uh, no, okay. Apparently it was Georgia. Apparently they played Georgia in that game, so they won. They won both years, and they were both of the the other two biggest favorites in in the last 20 years have both taken care of business as the predominant favorite, right? And then again, Alabama this year plus 180. Not a lot of value, but here's the thing. Alabama is winning the championship this season, period, point blank, full stop. I mean, we'll play a season. We'll have fun. There'll be some cool moments. We'll have some great games. But with Bryce Young, I mean, what I go back to with Nick Saban, I mean, he said last year was a rebuild year, bro. 
You know, mm-hmm. last year was not even like it was not even supposed to be a title year. You know, it was supposed to be a rebuild. Now we're locked and loaded. You know, retooled. Uh, Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner coming back. I, I, I just, I, you know, I know, I know, I'm sitting across from Vol, but I just don't really, I don't see many opportunities for this Alabama team to stub their toe. I mean, they got the defense. You know, uh, they're winning the championship, bro. Well, I feel like Ohio State more than Georgia is the thing that could is, is the the biggest hurdle. Uh, and Ohio State's going to have to get improved on that defensive side of the ball. We know that, but it does feel like from a talent standpoint. Especially again, you consider what Georgia lost. I think Ohio State, rightfully so, is on that level. That they're the maybe the one thing we'll see. Because I don't, I don't, I don't have much hope in Clemson. Although we'll see, uh, should be. I mean, it needs to be a bounce back year for them. But again, the quarterback uh, DJ, we just don't have. You know, in terms of your your confidence level in him, it's it wavers. What Ohio State's got is a guy you know can do the job in C.J. Stroud, maybe the best quarterback in the country. Bryce Young would have something to say about that as well, but. They've got the quarterback. They've got the offense. If they can get that defense where it needs to be, I think they're they're the thing that could knock off in Alabama. I'm with you if I was picking it today, and, mm-hmm. I, and I've said it. Of course you're going to lean toward Alabama again, especially coming off the year last year where you don't win it with all that talent. That said, I think Ohio State is on that level. I could be completely wrong. We'll get some idea of that this week against Notre Dame. And, again, I, you know, I, I expect that to be a blowout, but Notre Dame's a top-five-ranked outfit. I think we'll we'll see a glimpse of how good Ohio State can be come this weekend. I think they're on the level with Alabama. We'll see. Could could very well be that they're not, that Alabama's a cut above the rest and it's just done. John, why even play the games? But I do think Ohio State uh, is there on that level. And, I mean, last year, did you think Georgia's going to win? Well, in the championship game, yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Because I just felt like it was, it was you know, the, the, the defense that they had – uh, in that moment, I I did like Georgia in that game, but I'm not trying to sit here and act like you like them. You picked Georgia, you bet on Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Congrats to you. Yeah, I just you know that doesn't make me a genius. I just picked that one right. Um, but again, Alabama was there, and, and I think the default is like if Nick, if, if well, Nick, the point was Georgia was on that level, you believed it beforehand. I think Ohio State is could be wrong. Yeah, but I, I I've got those two in the championship game, like many others do, and and again with C.J. Stroud there. I know that's still a, that's a that's Will Anderson on the edge. You know Alabama's got a defense, but C.J. Stroud I think can handle it. The question for Ohio State, go back to the point: Can you stop anything? Yep. Can you can you, is that defense back up to par? Uh, it's going to have to be if they're a true national championship contender. I'm hoping they are. Otherwise, why play the games, John? My balls ain't ready for that level. Yeah. We're taking our step up, but we're not ready to be no. title contenders at this point. No, that's exactly right. And, Alabama. And, and maybe might not be under hypo. We'll see. They Alabama's are, a machine. They are 41-point favorites over Utah that's State. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it is, man. Now, I mean, I I, I like them. <laughs> I'm saying why play Utah State is the point. Oh, yeah. Well, um, my man. Uh, you got to have some in there. My man, John Murray from uh, Superbook, who actually I met when I was out there. He's the director of operations out there at Superbook. I met him when I went to you know visit the book and everything back in July. He said we believe that this is Alabama's best team. How about that? How about that? This is Alabama's best team. I mean, that's a we've been, huge, seems like we've been saying that every five last five years. That's a huge statement, though. And look at what's come out of there with the quarterbacks that have come out of there with some of the. Uh, I mean, it's true. You could probably say it every year, and it's only going to get. It doesn't seem like it's any going to slow down anytime soon with Saban. He doesn't look like he's slowing. In terms of his competitive drive and his ability to do this, yeah, and to put together these classes, so. yeah, I think uh, I just don't that whole thing there. That could be seem like we hear that every year. You know? Yeah, no, I mean we probably do. Um, I mean, what what you would you were you were hearing in the summer, like what you're not hearing anymore magically about the offensive line concerns. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. those have just magically disappeared. I don't think it'll be that much of an issue. Uh, but yeah, Tennessee was 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 dominant yesterday as they should have been. Dude, Ball State, man, I was watching that game. They all they did was pass the same dude every time, man. Same was Steele, was that his name? Mm-hmm. I felt bad for him. I'm like, bro, like Paddock. <laughs> what are the quarterback's name? Paddock or something? He's, <laughs> they gonna get this. They gonna get this young dude killed, man. He's out there just getting beat up every carry, every catch, bro. They got that man out there like Bo Jackson, the Bo Jackson of Ball State. <laughs> He's just getting his head taken off, play after play. I mean, it was crazy, his usage. I'm like, could they not have anybody else offensively that they could give the ball to? Yeah, Carson Steele was his name. Bro had four catches, 11 rushes. It just felt like they were giving him the ball every damn time. Mm-hmm. you know. Um, but Tennessee did what they were supposed to do. 
Uh, Jabari Smalls from Memphis, right? Do I have that? Do I have that wrong? The running back. Where'd he go? Yeah, he's from Memphis, bro. He's a Tennessee kid. He scored. He scored a touchdown. On what high school? Oh, I don't know. That I do not know. He's one of the the six. Yeah, he's one of the six. Bro. Six Memphians starting. The Memphis six. Uh, he got in there, um, hitting hooker again, eighteen to twenty five. You know, just not tested at all, really. I mean, that was the thing. It's like he looked great because he just had a clean pocket every damn time. He could sit back there for fifteen minutes and just yeah. you know wait till one of his receivers got open. But again, it, it served its purpose. It was literally a tune up for Pittsburgh. That's all that game exactly. was, exactly. and it served its purpose. You got out of that thing healthy. Yes, you looked good on offense. Yes. Defense showed some improvement. Told you where the concern areas were, specifically up front. They're gonna be able to get that pressure. But it was it was what Tennessee needed, quite frankly, going into next week, which would be a much tougher test on the road against Pittsburgh. Yeah, so uh, I thought that was uh, I thought that was you know pretty much the way it was supposed to go. And then for this weekend, locally, um, it's our first chance to see and our first opportunity to see the University of Memphis. Um, they are sixteen to seventeen point underdogs, depending on where you get it. Um, and look, I, I think there's not a ton of. I think expectation that there wasn't expectation last year for Memphis to beat Mississippi State, and there and there shouldn't be. I mean, they're an SEC team, despite being picked sixth uh, in their division. They are still an SEC team with SEC caliber players, and we've laid it out time after time. You know, they are going to. You're you're not catching them off guard in this game. You know, you're not going to come out and punch them in the mouth. Memphis is going to have to respond. Right. That's that's the way that game plan is going to go. Mississippi State is going to strike first. And then it's going to kind of be up to you to stop the avalanche, you know. And 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 look, maybe Memphis can trade blows. Maybe Memphis is able to move the ball up the field, come away with I three. I don't think that's a recipe you know, want to do there. Uh, find a way to make a play on special teams or something like that, because that's what you're going to have to do. It's like they did it last year, right? This- so, so last year, Mississippi State. Not to interrupt you, but I think to go with your point here, Mississippi State ran 30 more plays than Memphis did. Memphis ran 53 plays. That means Mississippi State ran 83. And and if you're going to do that again, it's just especially down there in Starkville this time around. It's just giving them too many chances. So how do you how, how do you how do you lower that number? Well, you you do it by staying on the field offensively. You do it by putting together drives that aren't quick hitters, yep. that aren't three and outs, but consistent drives that get you down the field. Even if you're not scoring, John, it's it's incredibly important that you're on the field, that offense is on the field and not giving Will Rogers and that team more plays. They had more. You, you pulled it off last year with them having 30 more plays than you, thanks to special teams, Calvin Austin, everything else. It, it, it You give them 30 more plays down there at home, mm-hmm. you know, you're headed for blowout territory. Again, we're saying this is a, this is a tall order, yep. but in terms of what what you've got to do to make it competitive, you need ball control offense. You need sustained drives, seven, eight. Hopefully you can get into double-digit play drives. Again, this is a real a real SEC defense. That's going to be hard to do. Yep. But, again, you go out there, give them 30 more plays than you, this thing's going to be a blowout. You'll never get a chance to be in the game early. It'll be a matter of playing catch-up all day long. So, again, how can you minimize number of plays for Mississippi State? There's one way to do that other than saying, hey, defense, just go stop them right. you know, three and out. It's having an offense that can, again, how do, you, how, do you, how do you sustain drives? You run the ball. And Brandon Thomas did last year, as good as they were against the run, 12th in the country. He had 83 yards against them. And at that point in the season, after a couple of 100-yard performances in the two games before Mississippi State, we are saying, man, this guy looks like a stud. Yep. 83 against Mississippi State? Wow. Like that's, and, and, and hopefully you can reestablish that behind a new-look offensive line and – uh, with a couple other guys in the fold, including Jay Ducker. I'm excited to see what he brings to the table, John. Jay Ducker is sort of that number two guy. Silverfield said he wants two rushers to break away from the rest of the pack. We'll see if Ducker can do the job. Yeah, I I, I don't think, uh, you know, Silverfield sort of said he's got some, you know, things that you haven't seen before. I mean, I don't – Yeah, what's I, he talking about? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> and I would say you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel either. I mean, you've got a solid, composed quarterback. You've got a – you know, you got a system – you know, I, I figured he meant run game back, back running good and yeah. established, right? Well, that, well, this ain't going to be the week. I think that we would see that. You know, I mean, that might be next week. No, I just meant when he says you're no, going to see right. some new look this, this yeah. season. I'm not talking about this game. What, what are you? What's what? What would be different? You know what I'm saying? Other right. Because Seth Hennigan was having to throw the ball all over the field last year. That's the that's where you need to get it back to. I, I hoped that's what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Was getting back to having a dynamic running game. Yeah. So I mean, I I 
I just kind of, you know, I don't know if that's going to be it. I don't know if it's going to be able to, can you really establish it, you know? It is nuts when I think about this week, right? When I think about this weekend, just as an aside, the idea that Notre Dame is a top five team mm-hmm. and that they are as big of an underdog. I mean, you you point that out. Like, I, I, I didn't that's even, how good Ohio it didn't State even occur to me to that Notre Dame was ranked in the top five. Like, I, I, I saw that last night. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, they are going to be still good. And they're friggin' basically given, you know, three scores. <laughs> I mean, that is. I'm not. I'm not sure what to make of Marcus Freeman. He's gonna get up earlier than you. He's gonna be out jogging at 4:30 in the morning before the his opposing. Co- but that doesn't win you football games. Like I know the guy's driven. Um, I, I realize it looks like you know what he did at Cincinnati with that defense, all impressive. Yep. But just as a head coach, guy who's bringing in all your own talent now, you take it. It's it's just hard to say. You know, it's it's hard to say what kind of coach he's going to be, but hopefully it's gonna it's uh it's gonna look good. I don't think it's gonna look good this weekend against Ohio State because they're that good. But yep. I, I think uh, I'm hopeful that that they've got the right guy in Marcus Freeman. You just never can tell with these things. Tennessee didn't like the hypo hire when it happened. They're absolutely positively over the moon about him now. You know, they they loved Pruitt uh, as, as Dan Barron pointed out to us uh, in the break. Pruitt didn't work out. He's an absolute mess. So you never can tell. Marcus Freeman ain't gonna be no Pruitt right. though. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, I mean, I think like he's got a, his stuff together. You know, Pruitt won a. Uh, but no, but he keep it at the Brian Kelly level, it's gonna be tough to do for for Marcus Freeman. Random little factoid about Jeremy Pruitt: he was in a uh, he was in like a big buy-in poker tournament last month, really? and he like he cashed. Like he was playing really well, apparently, and he made some money. Like that's it's nice to be Jeremy Pruitt because like he ain't got nothing else. he ain't coaching but he ain't, he can just go play cards. It, in a, I on thought a, didn't somebody is he not offensive analyst somewhere? Is uh, he in that? Uh, is he not an offensive analyst somewhere? Or didn't somebody put him in a rehab uh, program? Is it that Alabama rehab program? He or? was with the Giants. Ah, that's who it is. What I'm, I'm messing around by saving Giants. Giants. I thought some team had picked him up as an analyst. But I don't think he. But as an analyst, you could still, yeah, I suppose, he was a play, senior defensive assistant. Still play uh, plenty of poker. Yeah. So, but he's like, but he's he's still getting that that uh, Tennessee money, right? Or did they fire him with cause? Were they? How did they, I guess they're they're, they're well, how did that? Well, how, how did that get left? That was what they wanted. They wanted with cause, so they wouldn't have to give him all the money. Wasn't that the point with the uh, the allegations and everything else? That's why they were leaking everything, John. You no, know, you're right. He was he was fired for cause. So I guess he does. He's not getting that. Uh, Got to make that back. That good Tennessee money. Yeah. He's, <laughs> now what is that? Is that your poker moles telling you Jeremy Pruitt's in here? He's no, there was a money. story. Somebody wrote oh, okay. about it. I didn't, I didn't realize somebody had written about. They it. They said he was a nice enough guy at the tables too. I could see. I could see where Jeremy Pruitt would be kind of a prick. You know, like I just kind of would expect that. But they said he was kind of a nice guy. And he like he he wasn't like overly talkative, but. You know, I'm Jeremy Pruitt. I'm all in. <laughs> well, when you, don't you have to be nice when you when you failed like that? You know, how Bro, publicly you don't want to. Who would not? You, take, wanna, you can't big time anybody. When I know, you, but when, who you, would when not, you were a joke up who there, who among like us they would not take Jeremy Pruitt's failures? Right. I mean, his failures are probably our biggest successes. Being the head coach of Tennessee for three seasons, making that money, being the on top of the SEC. You ain't on top of the SEC over there, bro. I, we see how you're, you're measure, you measure success. You do it literally in millions. Well, you do it I mean, literally in money. It don't mean he's a happy man. I mean, that's fair. It doesn't mean that's life's true. happy at all. And you're it's right. not all about money, John. It, it's but not. We, we know how you measure it, though. But here's the you thing, though. Clear. He was, a, he was a, he's been a defensive coordinator at various stops, Alabama, Georgia, Florida State. Like, he's a, he's a five-time champ, bro. I mean, he's a very – Man, him and Butch were a joke up there, both of them. They were. But it, what is it? Is it possible to be? Well, and and you you keep that that hangs he over wasn't you. A, he wasn't a joke as a defensive coordinator, right? He was great. He was in a, he was a great defensive coordinator. That's why he got the job at Tennessee. People thought he was great. So is it possible to be a but joke when you're rising through the ranks and, and trying to be a head coach? That's well, not you don't you don't think about being the best defensive coordinator. Well, that's fine. There are lots his, of his was to lead a program. There are, and it, exactly, and he, there are lots of artists. He failed horribly. There are lots of artists who are parts of bands and they branch off. And they aren't even, they don't capture that. So like Kelly Rowland, you know, you're going to come on here and you're going to say Kelly Rowland was this great solo artist. But the truth is, is that after she left, you know, we ain't really hearing from her. No, but again, it's because she's compared to Bay. Well, you know, Jerry Pruitt is going to be con- compared to Nick Saban. What's that one where she was uh, just real sultry? Rowland. You know, she wasn't bad. She, she had this hit, it was a uh, slow jam. Like, oh, truthfully, that, she was that, not bad. That, that, that moved me a little bit. Uh, but you're right. It, I, it wasn't. I mean, the, the, the peak I can't of, say it was The peak of Kelly Rowland was on the Dilemma song. I like her solo not career. not the one I'm um, thinking about. She said, go lower. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. No. 
But see, that's the thing. Kelly Rowland, would you say, is she a joke? No. But she didn't she didn't cut she didn't cut it. Jeremy Pruitt is not Kelly Rowland fool. She didn't cut it though, as a solo artist, right? Comparatively, she was great with Destiny's Child. She was like everybody loved her. She was like she has cut it as a solo artist, like you would say. I mean, she's made. I mean, yeah. I'm sure she's made a, quite a fortune as a solo artist. We would take you it. can't name Compared one to song. Bay, no, you can't name one song. I Kelly Rowland. No, but I just told See? you which one I'm talking. She makes it so successful. She ain't on the radio. They ain't playing her in this building. Uh-huh. Nelly put her on Dilemma, and that was like I love you. That was a big. That was a big moment for her. We thought, all right, maybe she's going to be big. But, you know, it's one of those things. She wishes probably she could go back in time. Damn, Brad, you can't give me a Kelly Rowland hit. He can't give you nothing over there. Don't look for Brad. You can't help a brother out. Don't look for Brad to help you out now. He going to give you Nelly. Sometimes he give me that FM 100 music, but they don't play Kelly on FM 100, do they? Mm -mm. Damn, Brad. Think about the NSYNC guys, right? The only one that actually did anything with his life was JT. You don't hear about no damn J.C. Shaze. You don't even know who that is, right? Yeah. So, and he tried. He tried to go solo. He, he. I'm sure he put out a Christmas album, bro. That wasn't playing in your house, was it? Mm-mm. See? But he that, does that make him a failure? Motivation? Kelly Rowland's motivation was an instant slow jam R&B classic. About that. Who, who wrote that? Kelly Rowland? 2011 featured Lil Wayne on it. Bro, you talking about something that happened that. 11 years ago. Take that, bro. 11 years Again, ago. I would take Kelly Rowland's solo career over yours and your little 30 for 30, which you ain't even in no more. Well, they 30 took it under down. 30. It, it used to hang up. They took it down. <laughs> wow. I just noticed it had been taken down. Because they said you 31 now, man. You need to be on a 40 on the 40 list. <laughs> so I'm taking Kelly Rowland's career over yours. No, they took, uh, they took Gary's down, too, though. They, yeah, I, I, just, I just noticed that. I was, first, I was... Yeah, I think I think what <clears throat> they're just trying to humble no, you. Whoever John. whoever was responsible is saying it's it's not about what you did yesterday. Is right? it the guy that came in here and hung up the Cardinals banner? Or has that always been here? No, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I think it's a it's like a subliminal message, like hey, yeah, you know, what you did in 2017 doesn't affect what you do today. Well, that's right? that's, that's good advice for and all I, of us, and, and it's true, and it's absolutely true. But uh, Man, I didn't know Kelly Rowland was going to come under attack today, or else I'd have been more ready to, I, I, I to th- defend her. I threw J.C. Chazé in there too, bro. I threw him in there. It wasn't just it wasn't just her. But my point is, is like just because you fail at the most uh, prolific or high profile thing you do, that does that make you a failure in in all of your professional? You know, stop defending Jeremy Pruitt. Nobody wants to hear this. You say you rolling your eyes when I talk balls and how good they look. Now you think we want to hear you defend Jeremy Pruitt as a good guy and a. Uh, an accomplished human being. Nobody wants to hear that in Memphis, Tennessee. Not even Vols fans. <laughs> They've moved on. Heifel's the coach. Vols looking good now. Somebody got to stand like, up, man. Let me convince Jason that this guy's actually okay and to lay off of him. And so, so what do you do instead? You go attack others. You go attack Kelly Rowland to make Jeremy no, Pruitt to... look better. How backwards does that sound? <laughs> I'm just trying. It's, it's ridiculous, John. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, okay. We need saying bad. You well, you on one on this Friday? You feeling good? It's a long nobody weekend. at the home. You feeling awfully free, Woo. ain't you? Free and foxy can just talk about anything hey, you Brad, want. Hey, Brad, don't upload this one though, because I don't want my fam- I want my family to think I'm just in ap- desperate straits. I want them to think I'm just devastated that they're not here, and I am. You I'm- can tell this dude's feeling free on a Friday. Bro, Jeremy Pruitt's a good dude. You realize I have not been this free in I don't even know how long. I mean, obviously oh, my I mean, you deserve it every once child in a while. was born in March 2021. But don't get too crazy. I think everybody deserves a weekend or two where they are just completely responsibility free in total. Like I can go home, I can get on YouTube and stream. I can I can go to the you know Tunica. I can watch college football. I can do whatever the hell I want as long as the dogs got water and get fed and get taken out every couple times. I got nothing else to worry about, bro. I'm straight. I'm good. So you definitely gonna be on them poker tables and tuna cutting. You might catch me out there tonight. He you might. might. Who will knows? You, will you be down there before three p.m. is the question. Forget tonight. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna be down there before three p.m. I got other things I gotta do. But I might be down there by eight. Who knows? Might catch me and Jeremy Pruitt down there. He's free like a bird, y'all. Uh, all right, we'll come back. Anthony Say's gonna join us on the other side. Talk Grizzlies with him. The Donovan Mitchell trade and more. Stick around, Jason and John. How are you trying to? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Fam, yes, me Yeah. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Yeah. All right. Anthony Sane is the tribal chief of Grizz Twitter, founder of Asylum Media Group. Got a podcast network coming at you. Man got his hand in everything. He's our brother in radio as well. We love him. We love having him every Friday. He joins us now. First thing I got to ask you, Sane, because you got a lot going on we want to ask you about. Mm-hmm. But that obviously blockbuster news yesterday, the Donovan Mitchell trade. Mm-hmm. What does this do for Cleveland? They're going to be legit for like a while. How, how, They're like gonna how be, legit? That team's got four. They've got three already all-stars, and one is on the way for sure. They could be on the way for sure. And if not, they're four all-star level players. You know what I mean? You may not make the all-star game every year. And I doubt they'll be sending three a year. But they've got four all-star level players on that team. And they're still super young. They're well coached. They got they ha- they they're kind of on the same path we we're on, but they're like a year or so behind us. Cause last year was their playing year where they got the, the, you know that, that was the like their bubble year that you know mm-hmm. they were in, you know got we were close, in the bubble right. when you know where we were in the playoffs the whole entire season, and then they did the bubble and we fell off and then they lost in the playing. That that was our a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was our right. 2019 job season. I think they're going to skip the. I think they're going to be a playoff team this year. I think they could be a team that gets out of the first round this year for sure, especially getting done for Mitchell. So I think they skipped that step, but they're they're definitely on their way, man. That team is. I love the deal. Like I, I, I particularly wouldn't like. Let me rephrase this. Donovan Donovan Mitchell wouldn't have been the ideal shooting guard to have here with us with Ja, but I like it there. I like what they're doing for them. Um, I like that team anyway. You know what I mean? Because you already liked it. With I already liked them just the way that they were. And um, now with that, man, it's, it's for real, especially for what they gave away. Um, I think Sexton is a much better player than people give him credit for, though. I do also want to say that. I think Colin Sexton is very good. Uh, there's a guy put a tweet out that said showed their numbers, and they're literally almost identical between Donovan Mitchell and Colin Sexton. Is that true? It was, um, it was, it was one season from, from Mitchell they showed in their, in their third seasons. They yeah. compared their third seasons, either second or the third, but their numbers were almost identical. As a matter of fact, Sexton had better numbers. The Donovan Mitchell. I was like, crap, man. He just kind of gets a bad uh, reputation because he's he never really led a good version of Cleveland. They were terrible. Right, they were was, awful. When they were asking That's, him to be that, that part, guy, yeah. they were terrible. So um, I think Sexton's really good, though. But um, like I said, I love it for Cleveland. I went on a little rant yesterday on Twitter, um, a little mini rant, basically talking about how this it's too much trade porn out here, man. It's, it's too much draft pick porn, I mean. It's like – Everybody's like getting super excited about the amount of, of, of draft picks you have. And the, the thing about the draft is if you're not getting those top-tier picks, those first, second, third picks in the draft, the number of picks you have in the first round doesn't matter because mm-hmm. your stars your stars, where they're at. They live at the top. You know what I mean? So if you all these, you know, I get this many shots to get a star. Man, and, and if, if those picks aren't at the top, man, that means nothing, especially in the situation right. where – well, people say, "Well, if I got multiple picks, I can trade up." When does that happen? When right. does somebody letting you when does somebody let you get up in the top three, to four? Back, right. Yeah, to, no, to go take mo- you know, because yep. we we think that we think that like I put in the tweet that three quarters, two dimes, and a nickel equals a dollar. It does, but it don't. You know what I mean? Like um, in, in that particular instance, it doesn't. So I'm not a Danny Ainge fan. Uh, people get excited to see him. 
amassing all these draft picks or whatever, but I've never seen that formula work. It never worked when he was in Boston the first time. It took a it took his coach that he hired to like, all right, let me like let me make some actual basketball decisions. And now we're in the NBA finals. You know what I mean? Well he was he, you gotta give him credit for but Tatum. They, but though. Tatum I mean, was that wasn't a, a it wasn't a collection of draft picks. No, it there. wasn't, but he there did. There was one pick they had it, that was, it, it was yeah. you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. He, that, but he was he was smart enough to trade down. That's right, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, but that's a separate I, yeah. I'm with you. I just I just think that Ainge is extremely overrated. And I think that he's I think that Utah's in a situation where they're a very small market and they're a they're a Peculiar fan base. And I, I don't know if they can survive how many years of being trash they can survive. I'm, I've never seen Utah be terrible long. Right. Yep. You know right. what I mean? Like when Carl Malone and John Stockton were gone, a few years later, Darren Williams got there and they were still a playoff team. Yep. I think it was like maybe a, a year or two they were bad, then they got right back no, in. No, you're right. It wasn't prolonged. Like he's setting this up to be crap for a while. You know what I mean? So I don't know if that. We may be looking at the Las Vegas Jazz or the. Seattle Jazz. You know, now, there's no way. This, that's crazy. There's no way. Not that illegal the, let that happen. Yeah, the whites yeah. in Utah will not allow that <laughs> to happen. Revolt. Yeah, no yeah. chance. You know that. Now, here, I saw you tweet about this, and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. They're fire sailing everything in yeah. Utah, and they should, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Bogdanovich is available. At this point, after you've done, um, once you got rid of Donovan Mitchell, which I told, I've already said I disagree with, but anyway, it's, you, you have to at this point. Why shouldn't the Grizzlies go after Bogdanovich? I don't mind him as much as the, the – um, it sounds like you really have to give up something to get Yeah, him. the Jordan Clarkson stuff is kind of annoying because that's not a front office guy at all. A lot no, of fans no, I have no interest in Jordan like, Clarkson. They they've never shown that, that they covered any low basketball IQ guys. Exactly, and he's up there. And I, I had I mean, a guy, he's a, a six man who just shoots. Yeah, I mean that's what he does. And I had a guy say, "Well, what about Dylan? Dylan's also a a premier level defender." You know what I mean? Exactly. So, and Which Jordan, Jordan Clarkson, Clarkson is not. Just gonna, he was he's one of the reasons why that defense was one of the worst perimeter defenses in the NBA. As well as Bogdanovich, yep. which, you know, and that's fine. I mean, the thing with Bogdanovich is, I could see him being a perfect, like, hold down the fort, small ball four until Jaron gets back. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're one of the people who thinks yep. that uh, what's the kid we just drafted, Laravia. If you think Laravia could do it, or he could get some of those minutes, Laravia cannot do it. I think that Bogdanovich could be the perfect hold down the fort guy for Jaron. Absolutely. But then when Jaron's back, what do you do? Right, and what if you had to give up to to get it? Exactly. Yeah, because I don't because he's a guy who he's been a starter his entire career. I don't think he wants any part of coming off the bench here or anywhere. Really, mm-hmm. if he wants to have that kind of role, cool. But I, I really don't see them trying to pursue. Well, you just consolidate all these damn picks you made. I don't, though, too. I don't think I, mean, it, I just I was listening to Harrington this morning. He made the point that if you had to go that route, he thought you'd have to give up something like a Stephen Adams to make the money work. Well, you it can't just be a Danny Green and a couple of picks. Yeah, and make it this was. Thing uh, work. You can't do what, that. You take out Stephen Adams out of the fold, you then you're, no, really, yeah, you're, you're really starting to mess with what you've got. Yeah. So I just is it worth it at that point if you're given if you're giving up. You know, uh, uh, things like assets like Stephen Adams. My boy Keith Parrish was saying something about how he was saying the same thing. I didn't know what he was talking about. I leave that to guys like Harrington. But I was like, all right, if you if you did the work, uh, I'll just copy your home. Yeah, I, th- I think even his was you'd have to move Stephen before. <laughs> yeah, to then yeah, make yeah. The so like, and it got yeah. all complicated, but it sounded like you would definitely mm-hmm. have to give up something. I don't know if, if he's that mu- if he's, he's worth it. He's good, though. I mean, he's definitely he's definitely a guy that can score, can knock down three. play both of those forward positions. He's a horrible defender, though. He's, yes, he's, he a re- he's one of the reasons why, you know, Dylan Brooks looked like Kobe Bryant a few years ago when we played him in the <laughs> Playoffs. Harrington just tweeted that uh, there's no realistic scenario for for Bogdanovich. That's what I'm saying. I was listening to him yeah. this morning. Har- Harrington, he talked to people. So yeah, yeah, no, that's intel. But I mean, that's like one of those guys, though. Mm-hmm. Like theoretically, that's a yeah. guy who in a perfect I would, world, would yeah. I want him on my roster, sure. But yeah, the, the, I just don't know how he would fit in. The question Jeff was posing to me this morning that we've asked: Would you still take Grizz nucleus over Cleveland nucleus to get it back off Utah, Ooh. back on Cleveland? Do you take Grizz nucleus or Cleveland nucleus? Now? I had a I had a t- uh, tweet joking in the first game of the season because you know we played. Cleveland first game of the season last year and I was like this is a dope ass uh, finals preview and people were like oh man whatever revisit that now though you know what I mean Young like teams of the future I, I, mean, I can see those two teams being the teams in the east and the west I mean you've got Boston of course but Boston mm-hmm. keeps they keep screwing around with Jalen Brown so much it's like dude do y'all want to break this thing mm-hmm. up or what so um but yeah man that Cleveland that Cleveland team was good like their defense is gonna be weird You're, they have two very small guards that are gonna be your backcourt or whatever, so that can be a problem. Um, but man, they still kept they still kept their wing. I can't think of his name. That's a really good defender. Um, they're still you still got uh, they still got your bigs down there. Man, that team is good. Man, <laughs> that team is good for real. So, they got Jared Allen really still. got a squad. Now. They, and they, yeah. add, they added Levert right there. Yeah, they Le- got Karis Levert off the bench. Who I, about Levert? Huh? I forgot about Levert. Yeah, yeah Levert. That Cleveland team is going to be good. Levert is one of my favorites. 
I love Levert. Because I was I was really upset when injuries hit them last year and they didn't make the playoffs. I not forgot about Levert. Well, he, he he you know Jason said they fell off, but you know the, I, they, I, they, they finished the season three and seven. I, I, I blame Jared Allen for yeah, that. Yeah, Jared Allen injury. You know that I I I think I tend to believe they were more of a four or five before mm-hmm. that happened. And I yeah, think they, they were could, looking good. But it's gonna be tough. I mean, in the East every year to be that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm, I'm buying all the Philly stock you'll allow me to buy. Yeah, Philly's gonna be <laughs> man. The East, the, the entire league is gonna be really good. Nets. This year, Philly mm-hmm. Bucks alone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, Cleveland, the best mm-hmm. I can do is make them four, and that's Celtics. that's pushing it. That ain't counting in Miami or the Celtics. Yeah, I think Miami could fall off, but you just, um, they they never do though. Yeah, yeah. I mean they they're, they're always because <laughs> they'll find some dude yeah. like some G League level yeah. shooter, and they're like, oh crap. They, they as got long as Jimmy do. Butler's there, yeah. I mean they're going to be relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how yeah. good they'll. They won't be nearly as good as they were this year. This I mean, is probably the most anticipated. NBA season that I've personally seen in a while. Like, I, I really think this is going to be – I probably said the same thing last year, but I really think this year is going to be super fun, man, especially if if, if teams – because you don't have a lot of, like, going into the season injuries. Like, Jaron might be the – is Jaron the biggest name that's hurt going into the season that we know is not going to be ready game one? Yeah. Uh, we, don't know what right. Kawhi, we don't know Kawhi's situation. I mean, I think Kawhi's, Kawhi's ready. He's yeah. back. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, opening night – I think night, you might be right on the Opening night, everybody's going to be here except for Jaron, who's on our team, so. Russell Westbrook's not injured. He's just terrible. Yeah, he just plays like it <laughs> these days. His jump shot's broke. Yeah, yeah but that's not an, that's not an actual injury. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us everything you're doing on this podcast network. We saw Man, the announcement. I'm super excited. Uh, moving stuff day by day, piece by piece. Uh, Basically, man, in, in my years of doing this stuff, I've learned a lot. You know what I mean? I kind of learned how stuff works, you know, on the inside out. So um, it's basically a network of podcast creators who. We're working as a collective unit, um, having meetings together all the time. Right now, it looks like it's just a bunch of my podcasts, but that's not actually what it you is. you on all of them? The first wave is, is, is stuff that's pretty much, you know, by me. But there's other waves of people that are coming in. I've had people that have reached out to me since I made the announcement. I've got other people who know they are part of the next wave that we're bringing out. I have a podcast that you know about yep. that does feature me that I didn't talk about yesterday. Got some stuff we're working out on that. But I'm excited about it, man. It's just something where people are growing knowledge, eating off each other's plate. Um, I'll kind of that's kind of an internal part of it. That I, don't re- I don't really want to put out, but we w- I will teach people in the network how to eat off of each other's plate to uh, to mon- to monetize what we're doing. You know what I mean? To because a lot of podcasts don't make a dime. Um, right. And in my years of doing this, I think I know a formula that can that can help a lot of people. You know, pay a light bill or something with with their talent. So. Like Jay Z, man, you are gonna make a billion? Yeah, I might. Mogul, I might do that, man. Be next on the uh, on the list. I might do that for sure. How did uh, Gay's first football game go? <laughs> I mean, I mean, ask you this by text, oh, but you wouldn't give me the answer. You said I had to ask you here. It was a it was a great moment yesterday. Um, my good friend D Wilkes. Yeah, if I shout out to yeah. D. He he his son uh, Chase plays for uh, St. George's, I think. Okay. Yeah. And they were playing on the big field, like a real game with the scoreboard, all those things. So. I'm looking at Chase, and he's he's killing kids. Like he's like the littlest dude out there. He had like three touchdowns that I saw. This is Wilkes's kid. Yeah, the, you know like all that. his kids are like yeah, ridiculous. Like, <laughs> so Chase is like you know fifth grade or whatever, and he's murdering kids. And so I'm looking at that, and on my side, you know, Gabe's uh, Gabe's a more of a uh, what's the word I'm trying to a say? a man child. Yeah, he's a he's a thicker kid, you know. So this is Gabe's first year playing football. Gabe can't really run too fast. So I'm asking Gabe, like, hey, like, what, what are you doing? Like, what do they have you doing? Like, what position do you play? And he's never really given me a clear answer, right? And I haven't talked to him about it in a week. So I come to the game. I say, okay, let me just show up and just see what happens. And I don't really understand the rules of flag football. It's flag slightly it's different. Flag football, than, third than grade flag football. Yeah. Okay. So Gabe's playing center for the flag football team. Okay. <laughs> me and his mom are dying laughing. And me and his mom have been arguing for like a month, right? But we're sitting over there dying laughing with each other because Gabe's out there playing center. And his only job is to – he's not hiking the ball. He's just kind of bent over mm-hmm. with the ball between his legs, and the quarterback takes it from him, and Gabe just stands there. Like, he don't move. There's nobody to block. There's no he's blocking play. because <laughs> no it's blocking. flag football. And so Gabe just stands there, hikes the ball, hands the ball to the quarterback, and he stands there until the play is over. Then he walks downfield and does it again. But my thing, like I told his mom, is I just want Gabe to feel like he's part of the team. Get some exercise in, gain some camaraderie with these new kids at the school he's at, and not quit. I just don't want him to quit. You know right. what I mean? He's like, Dad, I need some receiver gloves. I'm like, all right, so whatever. Well, not, be, not, not, play, not playing center, you're not going to receive anything. 
Now hold up, I thought but, the, I thought the coach. But I want had you to have the sweetest gloves possible. I want him to look like the he. His mom bought him some super sweet cleats. I'm like, all right, I want you to look like the sweetest dude out here with your with your uniform. But yeah, man. But I mean, was, we, we got we got to make logical purchases. You know I don't what I'm care, saying? man. Whatever makes him feel like he's part of the team, I'm down for it, man. When, when your daughter gets older, you'll you'll see. Because when Sabrina played volleyball, I did the same thing with her too. Really? Because she had she had some things where she had to catch up with the other kids, but she looked like she was that the, the, a beast out there. So Gabe, I might have him with the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He, he had the little, uh, little stuff the on his eyes. The yeah, eye black, black, yeah. Y'all yeah, might have him with the armbands. I don't know. What, I might have him out there geared up for sure. As the, as the center. He's going to look the part. The center on the yeah. team going to be the freshest. But he literally does nothing. Like he, he's, Then he's like the backup center. Like I don't even think. Like, he was, like when I came, he was on the bench, like sitting on the grass on the sideline. And then he subbed him in, and literally all he does is he hikes the ball, and he's not blocking anybody. He just, he just hikes it, and he – Wasted the next play. We, bro, we are wasting his talent. There's no man. doubt. We got to talk to the coaching Kevin staff. We got to get with the coaching <laughs> staff on how he's I mean, being used. Yeah, on how at he's least tight used. end, right? I mean, yeah. at least line him up at tight end. But Gay's he's very slow. Like that's okay. So, but yeah, he's. I'm proud of him though, man. He he made me happy yesterday. For hey sure. hey, you would. I'm asking you this because you know him well and you know the uh, organization mm-hmm. well. But our man Contar is opening mm-hmm. up a wing guru down in Houston. That thing's gonna. He's yeah, the right man for the job. Yeah, for sure. I've kind of known that before. It's got out there a little bit. Yeah. Cause I know Contar and Billy, or whatever. But um, he was saying he didn't play high school ball. Bro, he just told me on text. He, I think he I read that. He didn't play. Cause I thought he played for Whitehaven. He went to Whitehaven. I thought he played. He told me he didn't play. I know he played. I know he, he played like six, college seven. though, right? Yeah. He played like for Lamorne or somewhere. Or a small. He, he a played. Small, he played in college, but he didn't play yeah. in high school. I guess. I that's very. I guess yeah, that's, 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 that's that's a very common story though. Where guys like it's JUCOs in smaller colleges, they end up. Yeah. Uh, but but the other reason I'm asking about it is because I think he's coming up here to wrestle Black mm-hmm. Lodge this weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell this man he better than Roman Reigns. Now you know Roman Reigns, my guy. Now I heard you saying on the radio, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to deal deal with Smith on that one because that's my guy, man. Reigns, that's the tribal chief, man. Come man, on. you're supposed to support Contar, man. Yeah, Contar, my guy. Now he doesn't yeah. forget his but lines. You're, but you're he's... asking him to you're asking him to say something that he don't want to say. I don't get. I, don't, I know you, my guy. I don't get the loyalty y'all have to Roman Reigns, man. I don't he's have not, any damn loyalty to Roman Reigns. You, you crazy, bro. The tribal chief is that dude. He just started being able to put a sentence together like two years ago. Who? Roman Reigns? Yeah. yeah. But they just now started letting him kind of be him, though. They were no, trying to make him force that's him to what be somebody a else trying to right. tell me that, that now he's better. That yeah. Roman Reigns well, is better. I need he's to a play heel. Him. He's a heel now. Yeah. Right? He comes out there and he's like, his, he's everybody loves Roman. He's now leaning the into much his, better since Vince gone. Somebody yeah. said that. Yes, he's leaning uh, into he's, his ethnicity as well. He's in, leaning to his Samoan ethnic thing. So is the kind of spe- throw some brother the, in there? The too, speculation so. is that this is going to be the Rock's final match this year, right? At the at WrestleMania mm-hmm. against Roman Reigns. That's what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's how they need to do because it. it's in L. A. Right? He'll he'll probably be the one that gets the belt off of. Uh, no, Roman's going to beat him, right? Yeah, the, the Rock's not winning the championship, bro. He's not committing to anything other than the. Yeah, I, I want to say it's in L.A. this year. Yeah, he had to drop it off, dude. Um, hey, last are they going to keep Roman the champ that long? Though? Anyway, go ahead. They could, no, ahead. bro. You know, that's a, he's already been the champion for like over a year, so that, it'll be coming up on two by the time that comes. Did right. you see this? No, what happened? It feels like the Titans and you can they're are trying to take a page from the Grizzlies book and whoop that trick. They're like making a three, uh, making three six like they're their theme song this year or something. You know what I'm saying? It feels like Nashville trying to bite off Memphis a little bit. When, They're trying to make who run at their uh, their their song this year, the Titans. Can they do that? Can they take a Memphis thing and make it theirs? Uh, I don't know if we're going if, if we're good, supposed I, to be good with that. I'm going to say something a lot of people are going to be upset about probably. When the Titans first got here to this area, I was big-time Titans fan. Eddie George, Steve McNair, et cetera. Yeah. Just Samari Roll, let's go. Um... I really don't care for the Titans these days. I'm sure that John probably. Yeah, you. It's stuff like this that bothers me about them. Yeah, well, that's this literally feels like they see us doing whoop that trick. (laughs) They saw how big it was at Gold State and everything else. It went. But y'all got artists though. Like y'all got. Yeah, get your own. Why you gotta get them? I mean, they have artists. Go find your boy. Uh, used to be. (laughs) It's supposed to be Music uh, City, bro. uh, G Unit. Oh, from Nashville. Go oh, Young him. Buck. Go find him. Go find yeah. Young Buck, man. Yeah, he, he needs some love. This feels like biting off us, man. Yeah, they want to be Memphis so bad. I just want to make sure I was accurate. Everybody want to be from Memphis, but don't nobody want to be from Memphis, bro. Mm-hmm. That, that, is, that is a fact. There is, I, I, well, it's one of my, like, unspoken things, but there is no prouder Memphian than the Memphian who moved away. Oh, for sure. <laughs> because they're, st- they're still trying to validate themselves. They want, they want you to they're, feel. They're so proud oh, of Memphis. Was, as they move yeah, away. Yeah, as they get up out of here. Yeah. Move to <laughs> Texas, Texas, Wakanda. No question. Hey, the fair was a big thing when I'm growing up. Is it big? Yeah. Do, you, do you do the Delta Fair? No, nah, not do, these days, man. 
It's not what it too used much, to be. Too much going on, bro. When it was over there by Liberty Land, man, it was a must get to and all that. Like you can't even wear a bulletproof vest. You gotta have like trample gear on. Oh yeah, no way, hey, buddy. Stampede the people running over you. No, I'm good, man. No, so, no way. No like I said, my son ain't the fastest kid in the world, and me carrying him and running also probably couldn't happen. So, bro, your son we might be Michael that. Orr. He might be the next <laughs> big left exactly, tackle. Exactly, but until then, we gotta just get him out of that center yeah, spot. I, yeah, I can't. I centers, can't have him. Centers don't get paid as much. We got yeah, it's, it's absolutely asking left tackle. Yeah, left yeah, tackle. I'm gonna be a left tackle. So, Gabe might slim down, man. For real. Don't do I that. Got faith, I got faith in my boy. man. Don't do that. He may turn to Kenneth Lofton. Fumble the bag. <laughs> you know? Man, cat quick. All right, brother. Thanks for coming in as right. always. It's Anthony Sane. Join us every Friday here on the show. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Toss Barbecue is a great way to kick off the long weekend. Got the ribs. Got the iconic cheeseburgers. Got the brisket, sweet and saucy sauce, smoked bologna sandwich. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's always delicious, always great. Great to pair with college football, right? Get it all. Catering. Tops Barbecue today. Yeah, let Tops do the work on uh, Labor Day. Can do that all weekend long. Hit them up, head over there, get that smoked bologna sandwich, try that Fireman burger, or you can just go ribs to pulled pork. Those Some of those OGs, they're fantastic burger, voted number one by some burger experts here locally over at the Daily Memphian, uh, and many others would put that Tops burger number one. Better than everybody's. And try that new Memphis sweet and saucy sauce as well The Tops has put together. They've still got the original mild, still got the original hot, but they're working on something new with the sweet and saucy. I think you'll like it. It's the perfect blend of sweet, nice little kick when it comes to the saucy as well. Uh, Tops, they just know how to do it. They're experts when it comes to this barbecue thing. And if you'd like them to cater your event, they can do that as well. Just got to make the call, 901-667-667-8677. Try that again, 901-667-TOPS. Makes it easy to remember. Tops Barbecue, 70 years and still smoking. So we're in the uh, college basketball survey portion of the offseason and found this interesting. CBS Sports asked 300 different college basketball coaches what arenas they believe have the best home court environments in college basketball. 300. That's almost every Division One, right? I mean, there's a few they didn't ask, but that's almost every single Division One. Uh, head coach. I guess some of these are assistants, could be assistants, so yeah. whatever. There's a lot of representation now here, right? 300 different um, votes. And would it surprise you that FedEx Forum got zero votes across 300 different coaches? FedEx Forum got no votes. Not one. Not a single one as best uh, home court environment in college basketball. Even when we thought that thing was rocking last year, it didn't have nearly as many people in it as we thought it did, did it? Remember well, when you used to sell it as 18,000 strong? Yeah. It hadn't been that in a minute. Well, you know, some of these places don't have – it may not be so much about capacity as it is, you know, layout. Well, capacity is a big part of that one because it some is. of the other areas, it it's not as strong. Do you think it's because – the, Do you think the, the, that the idea that it is a pro arena takes away from the, uh, the, the atmosphere a little bit? Because it's not, it, 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 it's no. A, we've seen that thing. I've seen it. I've, we've seen it rocking. We've seen when the oh, Louisville's yeah, yeah, in yeah. there. We've seen when it is one of the. I mean, true I was there for Alabama and Houston, and it and, was freaking crazy. And I'm crazy. telling you this right now, John. He, you get yourself a Sweet Sixteen team. You know that kind of team. You can get that thing like that again. It's back to, a, a, you know, one of the best environments in college basketball where it is an advantage for you. Um, you know, we, uh, again, we've we've st- we've seen it under Penny Hardaway. Be live in there and, and, and be a difference maker, but one of the best in college basketball? No, it's been a while since it's been that. Uh, hopefully you can get it back to a level again where you've got it that rowdy and that much of a frenzy in there. Yeah, I, I just saw that. I, th- I thought like there would at least be like one AAC coach who said Memphis is just crazy when they get it going. Because, yeah. again, when the Grizzlies have it going, it's one of the best environments in the NBA. For Why sure. would that be different in college? You know, it's, yeah. You know, yes, it's a different crowd, but yeah. still, it's, when that thing's full, it's rocking. And we've seen it. That it's just been a while since it's been eighteen thousand, and they're going crazy. You know, we thought the numbers were higher than they were when we saw them last year in terms of average uh, butts and seats. No, um, you're yeah. right. You got to get that back first, and yeah. then that's how you 
you get back. Again, a great team, team that goes Sweet 16s, compete for – it'll be rocking again. You know, it could be it, it could be one of the biggest advantages in college basketball when that place is – Well, it's just different than, like, for example, the Mid-South Coliseum, right? The Mid-South Coliseum, like, everybody was just right up on you. Right. You know what I mean? It's on top of you. The acoustics there were much different. And I do it felt think, like I do think that factors 20. into it. Yeah. I do think that factors into it. That a crowd might be bigger at the Forum, but it might not be still as loud as the, as the Mid-South Coliseum could get. You know, and that's why we don't want to tear it down. Did you see they're asking for donations to renovate the Tigers locker room at FedEx Forum? I did not see that. Rebounders were. Wow. Their, their next uh, mission is to. Did you donate? Uh, haven't done so. Okay. Uh, next mission for them is to to renovate, yes, that, that Tigers locker room. They I guess it's more like Cal wanting a new practice facility. Sure. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I'm sure at this point it could use the renovations. It's been a while since the media was allowed into that Tigers locker room, but it was. it's not like it's. Some huge deal. That building is made for the Grizzlies. Uh, well, you know, yes, the Tigers have their own, but clearly the best of it has been for the Grizzlies, and the renovations have been for them. Tigers now trying to join the party and, and renovate that locker room down there. Yeah, I, I, maybe you can donate, John. You're you're a lump. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely look into it this weekend. See if we can sneak that one through. Absolutely. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks to Anthony Sane for joining us on the show. Thanks to Sean Salisbury for hopping on. As well, college football weekend is here. Looking forward to it. Should be amazing. Everybody be safe this weekend. Gene and Jeffrey up next. Don't miss it. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.